0: invite Matthew and Emily to join me this morning. They're going to help me with Scripture as we talk and focus in on peace today. Two texts come from us, one from Jeremiah and one from uh, Luke. But before you guys read, I want to introduce this text for them. So just hang tight. This is what it feels like to be in front. Just take a look. Perhaps God is calling you to be in this role someday. Think back with me to the blizzard of 2016. It was known as Jonas. It dumped nearly two feet of snow here and maybe more in places. Some of you remember moving that snow. That night, it stopped humanity's progression to and fro. It slowed everybody down. As God flexed his muscles and said, just watch. Walking outside in the sound of silence brought Tracy and I a peaceful feeling. The christening of the snow across everything, and the stillness of the night was cherished as we walked down Keene, up South Kyme and over here onto Cedarville. We snapped a few pictures of the church, breathed in the cool night air, and enjoyed the peace. It was a nice discovery but it didn't last. As the sun came up the next day, humanity emerged from the brief hibernation with a full attack to move that snow. And our schedules would once again resume the busyness of the season. This morning, I invite you to journey with me as we take a look at Discovering Peace. Matthew's going to read from Jeremiah chapter 33. I want you to listen for phrases that prophets use to build hope and anticipation. A description of the peace giver gives us clues. And then listen as Emily tells us the story that we're familiar with or a part of it from Luke 2, which announces that the discovery was made. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our Righteous Savior. For this is what the Lord says, David will never fail to have a man to sit on the throne of Israel, nor will the Levitical priests ever fail to have a man to stand before me continually to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings, and to present sacrifices. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those whom, favor his, whom, whom his favor rests. Thank you. peace is a present discovery I want you all to have. If there's anything that can be said today from me or from anyone else here is discovering that Jesus was born to be a savior for you. It's a present discovery that many of you have discovered, but it's also something that you can discover and give you peace through the trials of any day. The voice of the prophet foretold of a time when things would be different and those with ears to hear anticipated, and they waited. So I want you to imagine that waiting with me this morning. The feeling of anguished waiting. When can I get a cookie? (laughs) I smell it. I can't wait to get down there. Or the anguish of a guilty existence. Or a non-peaceful feeling. Do you, do you know that feeling? Do you recall the anticipation for Christmas? Or some of you break from classes, summer break. Oh, how we longed for summer break when we were in school. Or some of you longed for retirement from the demands of your busy schedule. And when vacation finally arrived, there was celebration. Yes! Woo! We made it! Maybe you can relate to the waiting involved in traveling to visit family or going away for vacation, stuck in congested bumper-to-bumper traffic for hours, feeling that last 100 miles of the trip ache in your back and your neck, yearning for arrival at your destination. Anxiety, anguish, and guilt—they can engulf us through a variety of reasons and give us a non-pleasant, non-peaceful feeling. Do you know that feeling? Yeah, we do. And then finally, the wait is over. No more daily countdowns. No more waiting for the oven timer to go off. No more waiting, as Jeremiah put it, the days are coming. No more wishful but long glances into the future, to those days which held the fulfillment of the promise. So can we in a busy, busy world, in a hustle and bustle season, take a moment now to slow Slow our minds, stop our schedules, and just remember the feeling of anxiety melting away. Imagine the warmth of unobstructed sun rays, melting the tension that made your neck feel like somebody was twisting it. Imagine that the waiting, the hoping, and looking forward for what was promised, but had not yet come, and in an instant, as the day arrived. Some of you might recall an old eagle song that said, I got a peaceful, easy feeling. Some of you are, yeah. (laughs) Some of you are looking it up on your phones as we... (laughs) Go with me. Jeremiah's vague prophetic timetable was brought to an immediate arrival by the angel's proclamation to the shepherds. Today, a Savior has been born to you today. Paul describes that day with these words, but when the time had fully come, God sent his son. The discovery of peace that we celebrate at Christmas is Jesus. The wait is over. The prince of peace has arrived. And you can know this peace today. We are privileged to have God's word tell us And explain to us what the Prince of Peace brings to us. Romans 8.1 says, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You can stand before a holy God with peace this morning. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget it. It's a discovery for every day. I referenced our physical and emotional experience with peace in the temporal examples like school, vacations, waiting for cookies, travel, retirement. But the peace that Jesus offers is much greater. The peace offered by Jesus and through Jesus is spiritual. Jeremiah described the one who was coming as the fulfillment of a gracious promise. The covenant with God and David promised that one of David's descendants would sit on the throne forever forever. Jesus fulfills that covenant today. Jesus, the King of Kings, has all authority to grant you peace. Jeremiah described Jesus as the righteous branch, one who did what was just and right in God's sight. Jeremiah described Jesus as the Lord our righteousness, literally Jehovah Tsikidnu. When I hear that description, I recall Jesus saying to his Father, Not my will, but yours be done. And because Jesus, God in the flesh, perfectly submitted to the Father's will, because Jesus was just among the unjust, because Jesus is right in all his ways, and because Jesus is king of a kingdom that's above all earthly kingdoms, we who were far off, living in a non-peaceful world, living in separation from God, that resulted in a void in our lives, can discover peace that passes understanding in the warmth of our heavenly Father's embrace through Jesus, the Messiah, the Lord. Don't you yearn for peace? Don't you yearn for that peaceful, easy feeling? Yeah, we yearn for all sorts of peace. and We can easily be thrown off when conflict disrupts our fragile tranquility. I love it when there's no conflict in my life. <laughs> Amen. Our relationships with people sometimes have conflict. It's true. It's unavoidable. The nations and people groups of the world seem to be continuous in war. These realities will continue as long as our sin nature remains within us. The great discovery that is attainable, the peace that I pray you live in, is the one that's brought about through faith in Jesus Christ as God's remedy for our sin. Our sin separates us from, the, from God, but Jesus bridged the gap. Romans 5.1 says, therefore, since we have been justified through, through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When I had you imagine that feeling of, oh, yeah, peaceful, easy feeling. When the last school assignment was done, now imagine being overwhelmed with the presence of the most High, glorious in all his ways, radiant, powerful, loving, true. Imagine wel- him welcoming you into his presence. Come, my son or my daughter, and live with me. Jesus has made a way, Jesus has prepared a place for you. I have forgiven you and now place my seal on you and my spirit. Within you, you are mine for now and forever. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Now live in my light and walk on the path of peace. My brothers and sisters, there is no greater peace. Jesus has come to divert the wrath of God in regard to sin from us unto himself, And grant us his righteousness. The discovery of the world's first artificial sweetener happened because Russian chemist Konstantin Falberg, working at John Hopkins, forgot to wash his hands. In 1879, a day after working, reacting coal tar with phosphorus, ammonia, and other chemicals, he realized while eating bread at home. What is that sweetness on my hands, Sacram? What a sweet but accidental discovery! The prophecy of Isaiah foretold that one would be born to be a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. You missed that. Let's try it again. The prophet Isaiah said that one would be born to be a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and That's right, it was prophesied. Isaiah said that this birth would be unique coming from a virgin. Micah prophesied that out of Bethlehem the king would come and the angelic host led the shepherds to discover what God had done. The birth of Jesus was no accident. When God leads you to seek the Prince of Peace from a place of humility, like the smelly, stinky shepherds saying, I'm not worthy, but I accept your gift, we too will discover, as Scripture states, that his birth was for you. And no part of this plan was an accident. Amen? Amen? Now let's talk about what we can go after. A lasting peace. A lasting discovery. Did you ever receive a gift or make a purchase and then, as you spent time with the gift, realize that this thing had a depth to it that you didn't even realize initially. The thought that I want you to ponder this morning is this: Can the peace to those, or the peace to men, promise that the angels gave the shepherds be something that we can pursue and enjoy throughout the course of our lives? Can we have a lasting peace? The peace of arriving on vacation lasts only until someone gets cranky or bored? Or you tear a ligament in your knee while playing in the surf. The peaceful arrangement between countries or warring parties is only good until the next conflict. Today, this morning, right now, we worship the Prince of Peace by acknowledging that we know without a doubt that a Savior has been born for you. Jesus, through his death on the cross and resurrection from the dead, offers a relational peace with Almighty God that is good for eternity. But we go further asking If Jesus opens this relationship with the triune God to us, is the peace achieved at the moment of salvation the threshold to exploring a relationship with the Father, Son, and Spirit the key to our lasting, developing, and fulfilling discovery of peace? What I'm suggesting is that unwrapping the present of Jesus is only the beginning to discovering peace Look at verse 14 of Luke's account. The angel said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. I did a look into, the, into what the Bible tells us about the favor of God. You see, the favor of God is the key to our experiencing lasting peace while we live in a fallen earth. Here's what I found. Cover to cover survey on favor of God. Are you ready? How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It won't be so long. Promise. I don't disrupt your tranquility, your easy, peaceful feeling. Let's start in the New Testament. Luke 125, Elizabeth praises God by saying that he has shown his favor by allowing her to be pregnant. Elizabeth was old, beyond childbearing years, yearning for a child, having some kind of disgrace within her town because she couldn't bear. God sometimes reaches into specific lives with a calling to perform unusual tasks that bring him glory. Elizabeth's public disgrace of being childless was removed because of God's favor, but the greater plan was for her son who would prepare the way for Jesus. Luke 1.30, the angel said to Mary, you have found favor with God. Luke 2.14, this is the the, the verse we're looking at. Angels to the shepherds and and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Here's where this really gets kind of mind-boggling. Luke 2.52 describing Jesus who was born a baby but didn't stay a baby, grew. It describes Jesus' growing pattern as this. Jesus grew in favor with God and man. Now, as we go on, we'll see that for us, growing in favor with God, sometimes meaning get rid of, getting rid of some stuff in our lives, getting rid of the baggage, the sin that we sometimes do. Jesus didn't have sin to get rid of. So even those who are going after Jesus, who are going after God with the right heart and the soul and mind can grow in favor with God as we know more about him and learn more about him as Jesus, the 12-year-old, did. I wonder if Jesus had the word, Jesus, the word in the flesh, had scripture memorized as a 12-year-old, Right? What does that mean? Jesus grew in favor with God and men. Interesting. Luke 4.19, Jesus, as an adult, quoting Isaiah in 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 the worship service, says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He was announcing that through me, the first advent, the first waiting, the anticipation is over. It's here today with me. I proclaim it. People wanted to kill him because of that. But he says, the year of the Lord's favor has come. This is Jesus' first coming. Second Corinthians 6, 2 Corinthians 6.2, Paul urging the church not to receive God's grace in vain. Paul said to them, God heard you. God helped you. And then Paul said, now is the time of God's favor. Live in it. Pursue it. Don't, don't step all over grace. Let grace transform you. We look back into the Old Testament, we get some more practical advice about what it means to pursue this lasting peace. I want you to have peace in your lives. Just as I yearn for it, man, I got I to gotta do some things to pursue peace, right? Because the world can, can shake us out of that, and, and we can get all torn up, we can get twisted, we can get like distracted, and we can forget that there is a peace that's available to us, Right? So let's look back and see what we can learn from the old. Genesis 4.4. 4. Abel, uh, Abel and his brother brought a worship to God. Abel brought fat portions from among some of the firstborn of the flock. That was back in the day when fat was really good, right? Some of you still like gravy, right? <laughs> okay, all right. So anyway, side note. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. With favor. He says, I appreciate what you did, Abel. I appreciate you and what you brought. First fruits. You thought about me first with your offering. God looked on favor with that. Did Cain have the peace of God? No. Abel did. Is there a lasting discovery of peace to be found when we willingly and loving, lovingly offer God the first fruits of our money, our talent, and our time? Sometimes we give the leftovers, don't we? <laughs> Sorry, Lord, we do. I think we can find peace and favor with God if we sometimes prioritize differently. Exodus 32, 11. Moses was on the mountain with God. God's giving him the law. He's carrying it down, and they hear singing from the camp below. And Moses says, oh, I wonder if they're worshiping you, God. And God says, oh, no, they're not. That They've constructed another idol. It's a golden calf, and I'm about to wipe them out. And Moses says, wait, he sought the favor of the Lord his God. He was a leader that was interceding for the people because the people were rebellious. Next chapter, Moses says, I got to go deeper with this. Exodus 33, Moses said to the Lord, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. And then God says to the people, he says, listen, in Leviticus, if you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commandments, I will look on you with favor. I want to, I will, I'll give it to you. And through this favor, you'll find peace. Psalm 34, 18 is kind of a summary of this, which says, seek peace and pursue it. some of you might be thinking, you know what, that's Old Testament. We live in the era of grace. And and praise God for that, right? (laughs) Hallelujah. Because we all mess up on those things, All right? This is why Jesus came. He knew we couldn't do it perfectly. He provided a perfect sacrifice for us, a one-for-all-time sacrifice. But Jesus says this in John. He says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love, If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. God's favor is the key for you and me attaining a lasting peace through all that this world will bring us. Because yes, you'll get stuck in traffic. Yes, you'll be denied access to the cookie tray. Yes, you'll have family that you'll have conflict with, even husbands and wives will have their peace, the tranquility, broken at times. Yes, you'll have people that are rude to you. And yes, there will be wars among countries and nations. But we, in the midst of all this, can have a lasting peace as we pursue and seek the favor of God. This brief survey suggests that we can receive it, we can grow in it, and we can pursue it through seeking God in His ways. The birth of Jesus Christ to be our Savior screams that God is willing to give us valuable gifts, including lasting peace. I want to wrap this up this morning by looking once more at Luke 2, 11. If you didn't notice, it identified Jesus three ways. And, and you can if you, if you forget everything that uh, I said to you today, maybe we'll let you walk out the door on this Christmas Eve with a way to remember what this whole thing was about. Okay? If you didn't write it down on the worksheet I provided for you, right, um, so you can have some peace later on today trying to remember the sermon, um, three ways Jesus is identified, which helps you remember. Jesus is first identified as the Savior. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Jesus, the Savior, provides access into God's peace. The Savior. Jesus, the Savior, provides access to a holy God so you can move into peace. Okay? Jesus, the Savior. Jesus, the Christ. The Christ, the word in Hebrew is Messiah. This provides assurance of God's peace this is the one that was told about for years and centuries before he was born. This is the provision that God made. We don't have to look for another peace plan. We don't have to look for another savior or another king. The God has says he is the one. He can assure you that you found it. John says, I write that you may be assured of your relationship with God. Jesus the Christ provides assurance of God's peace. And Jesus the Lord provides an abiding with God's peace so long as we remember to keep Jesus as Lord of our lives. We celebrate today that in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. I invite you to pray with me. Oh God, we thank you so much for your word. It is the word of life and it produces within us hope. It produces within us joy. It produces within us love. And Lord, this morning, we are so grateful that you, Jesus, have given us the gift of peace. So Lord, I pray over over our families that are here, that may be watching online, I pray that they discover Jesus to be the peace that brings uh, a relationship with you, Almighty God. But not only that, that we would go after a daily peace, And when the enemy tries to shake us from that, Lord, that we would come back to it. And we say, wait a second, there's a peace that I can know today. And that we just continue to unwrap that gift and enjoy your presence in our lives. Oh, thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you for these people. I pray you bless them, Lord, as they seek you. I pray they find your favor. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.